the NFL draft is packaged hope. It's manufactured hope. It's commercialized hope. Every year, 32 fan bases talk themselves into the idea that with the right combination of rookie prospects out of the college ranks, their team can either get back to a Super Bowl, as is the case with two franchises, or get to and perhaps even win a Super Bowl, as is the case for the other 30. Now, as Patriots fans, for many years, we've been in that sort of former category, right? We're getting back to a Super Bowl, maybe looking to repeat as Super Bowl champions. That's not us this year. This year, we're in that pack of 32, hoping to just get back there, right? And in this morning's show, or yesterday's show, depending on when you get around to listening to this one, I started to prepare you as Patriots fans for perhaps a bit of disappointment, right? We went through what the board could look like when the Patriots are on the clock at 15. And the point of that exercise was to sort of walk through, okay, what might be available to them? What options could be available to them? Who could they potentially draft at 15? Will that give us reason for hope? But as we went through that exercise together, you probably came to the same conclusion that I did, which was they might just end up trading back, right? You're going to miss out on the top five quarterbacks. Yeah, you might have some great players available at 15, but they might be at other positions that you don't need or, you know, maybe you want to go in a different direction. So it didn't seem like there was reason to truly hope. Now, there's still hope that, you know, maybe they could put something together, but the idea of one of the top quarterbacks or something like that was gone. Or at least it was. Because like a thunderbolt from the content gods, there is hope. There is a silver lining. There is a potential lifeboat on the horizon. And it was sent to us by, of all teams, the New York Jets. This is an emergency installment, episode 186 of the Sculpture. Hello again, friends. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I'm back a little bit earlier than expected because the Patriots got a bit of news and so did the rest of the NFL world. We're, of course, going to talk about the Sam Darnold trade, what it means for both teams and what it may mean for the draft and, yes, the New England Patriots. Before we dive into all of that, your usual cavalcade of reminders. Please follow along with the hijinks on the Bird app at Mark Schofield on the Twitter machine. Check out the work. USA Today, Touchdown Wire. My top 11 tight ends dropped. Matt Bushman, Tony Poljan, Miller Forrestall. Yeah, some random names in there. Some guys that I liked. It's a weird tight end class. It's basically Kyle Pitts and... Pat Frymuth, Baby Gronk, my tight end number two. Brevin Jordan who I flirted with the idea of making tight end two before dropping him to three when my grading got done. Bad pro day. Who even knows if he gets drafted third in this in this group? Tommy Trumbull. 
big fan of Tommy Trouble for Notre Dame. I think there's some untapped potential there. Anyway, if you want to check out the top 11 tight ends, you can check it out. USA Today. TouchdownWire.usatoday.com. Also, check out the work. Um, big Blue View, Blue Negro Nation, of course, right here in Pat's Pulpit. And we do have a bit of news, and it drove me to do an emergency show because the Carolina Panthers have found a quarterback. Maybe not the quarterback, but they found a quarterback. They have sent a sixth rounder this year and next year second rounder and fourth rounder to the New York Jets for Sam Darnold. Now, we all expected the Darnold trade would be coming from the Jets' perspective, right? They're all but locked into Zach Wilson or maybe another quarterback, but it does seem like Zach Wilson at two. So Sam Darnold, you're going to need to move on from him and get what you can get for him. So I'm going to talk about this trade through the prism of two winners. The Carolina Panthers and Sam Darnold himself. Here's why I like this trade for the Carolina Panthers. Because right now, they sit eighth in the draft. And let's face it, even if the board falls perfectly for them and their quarterback dreams, it's QB4. It's QB4 because the top three teams, Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Niners, are going quarterback. Now, maybe something miraculous happens. And if you're Matt Rule, you're Joe Brady, and you've fallen in love with, let's just say hypothetically, Justin Fields, okay? And maybe it's Lawrence at one, Wilson at two, Jones at three. And then you get some combination of Kyle Pitts at four, Petty Sewell at five, Jamar Chase at six. And then even if Trey Lance goes seven, then there's Justin Fields at eight. And maybe it's fallen into your lap, the quarterback that you love. Maybe. But it's far more likely that you get QBs at one, two, and three. You might want to trade up to four to get a guy, but Atlanta's probably not going to trade with you. Maybe another team comes up and gets a quarterback at four, and now you're at eight, wondering if you'll get QB5. Their quarterback fate could have been literally left to the gods. Like some dark, twisted invention from the mind of George R.R. Martin. It could have been left to the gods. They have taken ownership. They are going to exercise their own agency over the decision. And rather than leave that to the gods, they've traded for Sam Darnold. And they're going to apparently exercise his option. But now what does that mean for them? Well, they certainly can stay at eight and go... Get Sam Darnold a weapon. Let's say the board falls the way we sort of outlined it, right? Maybe Kyle Pitts isn't there, but Jalen Waddle might be there. And if you're talking about an offensive 11 personnel group of Robbie Anderson, who's got some experience with Sam Darnold, DJ Moore, and Jalen Waddle, or Devonta Smith, that's not bad. That's not bad. They could go offensive line there. 
you know, Rashawn Slater might be available. I know you've got Taylor Moton back. You know, you could go. Russell Okun is still out there. You could decide to bring him back. Maybe you decide you don't want to go tackle. You go in different directions. You could go corner there. But you've given yourself now some options to build around the quarterback position rather than sort of draft the quarterback and let hope to fill in the pieces. You've given yourself some options now, which is I always like when teams give themselves some, some options. And if Sam Darnold pans out, it's going to happen with a guy like Joe Brady. It's going to happen with putting some talent around him. And if you start looking at Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, Jalen Waddle, Christian McCaffrey, you know, whatever you get from the tight end position, maybe you dip into tight end later in the draft, that's suddenly an offense that can do some things. And this is a defense that I think was a little bit better, particularly later in the year. You think about that game, that Saturday night or at Lambeau Field where they gave Aaron Rodgers fits. You look at... You know, they added Hassan Reddick. Jeremy Chin is a very nice, young and up-and-coming safety. But you've got Hassan Reddick, Gross Matos, Brian Burns, giving you some pass rush off the edge. Derek Brown looks to be a legit interior defensive tackle. That's suddenly a defense that's not bad, an offense that could put it together. You start thinking about when Sam Darnold might be at his best, moving around a bit. Joe Brady, empty formations getting Christian McCaffrey involved out of the backfield or even lined up as a receiver in the slot, that's suddenly an offense and suddenly a roster that looks like it could compete. And so I like this from Carolina's perspective because rather than leaving the quarterback, the future of their quarterback position, or at least like the next three seasons, to the guards, they've showed some agency, they've taken control of the situation, rather than settling or even having to perhaps trade up for QB4 or 5, they get Darnold. If it works, fantastic. Home run. If it doesn't work, you reset the clock on the quarterback deal in two years. And by then, you might have some assets to go get a guy. Or if it really goes south and you're you know 2-15, and 15, you might be picking in the top three. So I love it from Carolina's perspective. But I also love it for Sam Darnold. I mean, it, it, if you believe, as I do, that there's something to the idea that Darnold is fixable once you get him away from Adam Gase. What better landing spot for Darnold than Carolina and Joe Brady? I mean, we've seen what he's done for Joe Burrow. We saw it in snippets last year with Teddy Bridgewater. If there was going to be a Darnold resurrection, this might be the ideal place for it. So I like the, this trade for, for both player and his new team. What does it mean for the Patriots? Have the New York Jets just breathe new life into the dream of a quarterback in the top 15 of this draft for New England? They have. We'll get into that next here on episode 186, an emergency installment of the Sco Show. Mark Schofield back with you now on this emergency installment of the Sco Show, episode 186. We are reacting live in the moment to the Sam Darnold trade. And I teased in the sort of cold open, I teased out in the first segment, how the Jets, of all teams, the New York Jets, George R.R. R. Martin, 
Jets fan that he is could not have written the script. The New York Jets might have given the New England Patriots a pathway to their quarterback. Here's how. We know the top three teams are locked in a quarterback, right? If Atlanta, Cincy, Miami, and Detroit all go non-QB and don't trade out, Carolina could now trade out. If you're Carolina and you're targeting a receiver or a corner, that guy might be there at 15. And you get a future first rounder perhaps along the way to hedge your Sam Darnold bet. You know, you might get 96 and a future first that you could suddenly start thinking about playing with next year if Darnold doesn't pan out. At least the future first, not 96, obviously. So Carolina now is in a position where they don't have to stay and force a pick. They could trade out and accumulate additional draft capital. And the New England Patriots now could be in a position to go up and get QB4. Now, I know this flies a little bit in the face of the whole, you know, letting the gods decide who you draft a quarterback at eight. But it's different when you might be coming up from 15 to eight to go get a guy. Right, not just letting them fall into your lap. It's a bit different because now New England, if they like the guy that's there at eight, there is an opportunity now. A team that doesn't have a need at quarterback that did as of two p.m. Eastern Monday afternoon. Now, of course, a lot of this is still dependent on what Detroit say does at seven. Whether other teams like Denver try to come up to four, to five, to six to get ahead of Denver. So, I mean, there's still a lot of balls in the air. But there's at least a bit of hope now that the Patriots could get back into the quarterback game at eight. Now, of course, if you're deciding between Mac Jones and Trey Lance, I mean, if they're both available and you can get to eight and draft Trey Lance, then okay. I'm okay with it. But if we're going to be talking about future first to come up to eight to draft Mac Jones at eight overall, I just don't know if Bill Belichick's willing to give up future like premium picks to go get Mac Jones. Like if Mac Jones is there at 15, might he draft him? Sure. I don't know if he's going to go get him. But the New York Jets, yes, the New York Jets have now given new life to this potential quarterback trade-up. Now, I still think it's just a slimmer of hope. It's not something that I'm going to be wagering on or anything. But that slimmer of hope is there. A little bit brighter, a little bit stronger than it was, say, Monday morning. And that's what the draft is, right? We get now four weeks of logging onto Twitter and wondering, is this the moment when the Schefter tweet comes, the New England Patriots have traded 15, 96, and a 2020 first round pick to the Carolina Panthers for the eighth pick overall. Is this the day that tweet gets sent? And if they get to eight, then you know. Then you know they're coming. Then you know that they're coming up. I still think that there are a number of teams that might still try to get up. Denver at nine. But the quarterback carousel, or use probably an even better metaphor, the game of musical chairs 
the music is not that it slows down, but we're getting to the end here. Teams have found dance partners here. This is why before everything happened with Deshaun Watson, I thought the closer we got to the draft, the less leverage the Texans would have because teams are just going to say, look, we're going to go in a different direction. Because now we know Jacksonville, the Jets, and the Niners are going QB. Arizona, they're rolling it back with Matt Ryan thanks to that restructure. Miami, by trading out of three, they're not going quarterback. They're going to run it back with Tua. Now, yes, maybe the Detroit Lions are still in the mix, but the Carolina Panthers have now said, look, we're out. We see the way the winds are blowing. We're not going to you know, draft maybe QB four at eight or even trade up to do that. If we don't have to, we're going to go get Sam Darnold done. And we're out of this dance now. Now, maybe between that pick at eight and 15, there's now just one team. Or even really, if you look at it, between the pick at three and the pick at 15, there's just really two teams, Detroit and Denver, that could be in the quarterback mix now. By trading Sam Darnold to the Panthers, the New York Jets have taken one team out of that equation. And now the Patriots are really on the cusp of it. And with Jared Goff in place, Andrew Locke in place, it's not a given that those teams go quarterback. So QB4, maybe Justin Fields, could be available at 8 for the New England Patriots. And as I said yesterday, and I've been saying all this entire draft season, If Fields finds his way to New England, it's a by-the-jersey immediate situation. Once I find out what that number is, boom, we're done. Put it in the cart, kids. So we have hope. We have hope again. We have hope again this night, this morning, by the time you're listening to this, of getting back into the quarterback game. And that, more than anything else, is why the NFL draft... Is such an incredible event. It's a year-long event because it's packaged hope. Of all the things that this league does, whether it's schedule releases, whether it's coverage of pro days, whether it's training camp coverage, whatever, free agency, the draft, and how they package hope into this period of time when they're not playing. The NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, they're all playing right now. But the NFL draft is king because the NFL is king. They have found a way to stay relevant and stay in your face all year long. And the draft is the best example of it because it is that packaged hope. That idea that, look, the next class, that's going to be the one. We'll get that that incredible pick in the first round. A couple diamonds on day three. Boom, we're suddenly back in the playoffs. Patriots. Huge free agency class. And now that glimmer of hope that maybe, just maybe, the quarterback we want could be there today. Thanks to the New York Jets. That will do it for today. I will be back Thursday. We're going to be doing top 14 wide receivers. That's going to be dropping sometime shortly at uh, Touch on Wire USA Today. Until then, friends, stay safe. Check in on your neighbors. Wash your hands. And when you do, sit along. Bless those Patriots' reigns. Down and fall.